Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect Podcast, where your host, Carl Keller, and the man, and kind of my Santa. <laughs> Not that fat. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Matt McNeil, I know it's the week before Christmas, mm. but, you know, it, it's getting, it really is that time of the year. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. I got, uh, checking things off, man. Making a list. Yeah. Checking it twice. Checking it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's that hectic time of the year. So we kind of talked yeah. a little bit about it on the last podcast. It's uh, it's that time of the year, and we've got most of the Christmas shopping done, and um, you know, trying to catch up on some of the uh, people in my life that I haven't kept in as good a contact as I have, and uh, or would want to. So it's just nice trying to reconnect with some people that uh, that I think are important, but you just always say, I'm going to call them next week or tomorrow or tonight, and three months later, you're going, God bless it, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to um, do that and hopefully make time for my family. Today's the last day of school for the kids, so, uh, so I'm going to have Chaos Central for the next uh, 10 days or so. How about you? <sighs> We're, we're not doing anything. That's the plan. I'm taking a, f some, a few days off, which is not something I normally you know, do. I don't know. Uh, th those words are so foreign because you're always doing something. Always For you working. to take time off, is, I it's, I mean, that, that's I blessing. You need, to, you need to do that. We all we need, all to, need do to do that to do for it. our health. And I, I have selfishly said I'm taking this time off, uh, which is fine. It's good to be selfish. Um, yeah. So well, it just puts you in a better place to help other people. Yes, yeah, and I've got um, multiple families are coming um, to us. We told people if you want to, we 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 would love to do Christmas with you, but you have to come to us because we're not. You're welcome here. We've got plenty of room. We'll we'll house you. We'll feed you. We'll we'll drink you. We'll take care of everything. <laughs> uh, hell, I'll even buy your plane yeah. tickets. But you, but we're not going anywhere. Um, so everybody's coming here. And, um, that's good. I think my wife is probably more stressed than I am about it. Uh, but. Oh, now you got to have the house all looking just right. Yeah. It's, get all the decorations just right. Exactly. Uh, and I'm like, but we actually don't have to have it all just right. We could just do it. You yeah. know? And she's like, no, it's gotta be just right. So, uh, but we're working, you know, we're getting just slowly, but surely a little bit every day, putting things together, get everything ready. I've got a freezer packed full of, uh, my sister, made a bunch of um uh like uh, like mex uh, like burritos and chimichangas and stuff and she pre-made all these and she just lives a, a just like a mile away my sister and her family and so she brought all the she brought them all over the other night um so we packed them in the freezer 
so we're, we're kind of like planning out the meals, you know, and, um, and my brother-in-law dropped a bunch of stuff off last night and we're just, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. I'm just happy. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, when I was a little kid that, that every year we'd go up, see my aunt and uncle up in, um, outside Toronto and Canada. And it was always a challenge because upstate New York was uh, always snowy. Um, yeah. but I always loved going and seeing my aunt and uncle yeah. and, um, their, their kids, my, my cousins. But since I've gotten married, we, we are the stay at home. We don't go anywhere for Christmas mm -hmm. intentionally. We want that to be uh, our time. And someone like, to, like you say, wants to come visit. That's one thing, but we want that to be, you know, and it's a lot less chaos. You're not having to deal with all the he hectic driving on the, in the bad weather or flying, uh, to, you know, get to the airport and all that. So yeah, yeah it's, a. Uh, it's a, that's just our thing. Other people like to do that, but so. I am like vacation for, and maybe this is from like the flying days, you know, like I would come home and you know, my wife would be like, let's go out to eat. Let's go to the, and I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> go anywhere. Like I want to sit on the couch in my underwear and eat cereal, you know, like I, I don't, I, I don't want to go. And I still have, I'll be honest. I kind of have like an aversive reaction to hotels. Like, I could say if I don't ever have to stay in a hotel again for the rest of my life, I'd be a happy, yep. I'd be a happy man. It just doesn't, it, people are like, it's a five-star hotel. I'm, I don't, it's garbage to me. It's like, yeah. you know, and do you remember like the hotels? I'm sure our listeners will relate to this. Like the, the prestigious hotels, you know, they're just a, it's a facade. Like behind the curtain, there's rats and it's totally disgusting you know and after a while they're all the same they're the same you know you know occasionally you'll get one that's got a like a like a little bit of a a, a living area that's separate from the sleeping area but almost always it's one room and a bathroom yeah you know uh, and i told people uh, people used to say uh, used to think how glamorous uh flying is and <laughs> in the aircraft is one thing but i tell everybody said if you love airports and hotels i got a job for yeah you <laughs> <laughs> love hotels and and, and and ice machines at two in the morning and <laughs> that don't yeah, work <laughs> key cards that don't work after you you know come up from breakfast and it doesn't work every time you know or or the the best one is always when either you or someone else goes you know gets the key card goes to the hotel room and find out that it's not your room and someone's in it yeah yeah <laughs> or you're you're in the middle of taking a bath and someone else comes in and goes, you're in my room. No, yep. you're <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's the plan, uh, man. That's the plan. Cool. What are you thinking about for the holiday? I mean, so like, does, how do you, we have, you and I have never really talked about like, I think you guys are much more festive probably than we are. Uh, I mean, you, you, um, you got we, more we kids to be, too than I do. Yes. So that's a big we used to be a, a lot more festive. The, there's been a lot of stress going on with, with everything that's going on with, mm -hmm. with our situation. So it's, it's toned down. My, I will tell you my wife's favorite time of the year is Halloween. Mm. And then it just Halloween to new year's, but Halloween is the big one for her. Mm -hmm. You know, it, she goes all out with that one. Um, it's been a little more challenging with, and she's gone back to school to become a nurse practitioner mm. uh, to get her degree. Um, she's really gotten into the side ever since she became EMT and then a paramedic. So that's, it's just, she doesn't have the time to do all she used to make. We have a, a laser engraver and we have these other things. She would always make ornaments mm. and make all these things. And it hasn't happened the way, uh, it has in the past. So yeah. it's, um, 
but yes, we 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 love to put up the stuff and and go through all of that. And I I've always said that, and I know it isn't always the case for people, but I've always looked at this time of year as where people try to be. They should do it all year round, but it seems like people try to make an effort to be a little bit nicer mm. and and not as harsh with their words. And it just always seems like it's a a, a a a nicer time of the year. So we try to play into that and go, you know, let's be grateful for all the things we have. Let's be fortunate that we have the people in our lives and the friends and 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 the, our health and everything else. So I we really try to focus on that and try to make it. And then we say, okay, do that the year round. But we got to we use this as our anchor point. I have this visceral reaction to not to what you guys do, but like this idea that like, Oh, it's the holidays. Let's be nice. Um, but then when it's not the holidays, then screw you, <laughs> you know, which yeah, seems and, to happen. And it like, shouldn't be. It's so crazy to me. Like, and we talked, I mean, I think we talked about it last week, but yeah. I hate new year's it's resolutions. A, They're the stupidest yeah. thing in the world to me. I, they make no sense to me. You don't change based on a date. Like nothing changes. I agree. So how do we facilitate change? Well, it, the way I describe it to you is this. When my when I was a little boy, my foster father, who I think the world of, you know, mm -hmm. I wish he was still here. He didn't he was not a smoker, but he had a pipe. And it was like something to do with his hands. He would have this pipe and he would chew on it and he had apple tobacco. And he would light it up and just take a couple puffs and then just it just would sit there and go out after a while. But it's such a visceral uh, reaction when I smell something like that. It takes me back to that moment immediately. And what I try to do with this, the example I'm given is I want them to, whenever they think of Christmas, even because I think of Christmas year round. Um, I hate to say it. I'm one of those that like will play Christmas music in July type stuff. That it 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 brings back those feelings, mm. and it and I and I have that carryover that it puts me in a better place, puts me in a better mindset and mind frame, and I try to use that, and that's why I say I look at this as our anchor point. That if you can get back to that feeling, and 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 whenever you think of Christmas, you think of that. Whenever it is time throughout the year, that hopefully you can leverage that and make it longer than just that small period of the year. That's how I want my kids to to kind of go. You know what? We should be that way year round, but you got to start before you can actually make it a habit. Mm -hmm. It's like putting the seatbelt on. You got to start put, clicking it before you do it without right. even thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, what I, uh, that's kind of how our feelings are about it. What, uh, um, I got a, I got a different question for mm -hmm. you. And, uh, you know, if we want, to, I mean, if you look at the news every day, you can see all the frustrations, all the, the the horrible things that are going on in this world, and it's easy to get that, get into a negative frame of mind very quickly. I, I want to go the other way and go. What are the good things? What are the things that uh, you you're thankful for this year? Mm -hmm. What what do we have to be grateful for versus frustrated because the stock market didn't do this mm -hmm. or or the world is doing this or that or politics. What are the things we should put a smile on our face and make us happy in our heart? What about you? What, mm. what? So I think, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, I think, I think the negative is, there's nothing wrong with the negative. The negative is an opportunity to learn. Um, so we don't shy away from the negative. We don't 
bathe in it, but you use the negative as evidence to uh, pinpoint where you want to make changes. So the negative is is valuable, like what it, what went well, what 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 didn't, what needs work. Um, uh, but the positive, there's a lot of things that are positive. There's a ton of things that are positive, and when I think about this last year, like what has really um aside from the the stuff that's every day like hey man i woke up today that's a win <laughs> not everybody wakes up you know seriously um it's like if you if you can't recognize the miracles that are around you from minute to minute second to second you you need to to, to pull the veil off because um there's a lot of things that we should be pretty damn happy about um, yeah, we take them for granted. Don't even huge, think about it. Huge, man. We're, we're, you know, uh, our age. I mean, a uh, hundred years ago, you'd be dead. You know, and so you didn't didn't live that long because something else would kill you. So we live in a pretty amazing time. Um, pretty incredible time. So aside from the normal stuff that I have a lot of of gratitude about, what stands out for me this year, um. The podcast is one. I think hitting a year mark was for for you and I. We were just sort of dumbfounded that I think we did it, and and that there's uh, people are finding value out of it makes me so happy. Like I can't even describe to you how happy that makes me. That people say, "Yeah, this this helped me think about something," or it helped. There was some relatability. Um, didn't make me feel like I was the only one, or that I was so alone and insert some of this or it encouraged me to go reach out and get some help in a different way or have conversations with people that I haven't had conversations, hell, had have conversations with myself that I haven't been able to have. I think that is, to me, that's the ultimate goal. And um, that's really cool to me. That's very, ha- I'm very happy about that. The business has been, Lift Effect has grown and I'm very happy about that. I feel very fortunate. The, um, a lot of the airlines uh are comfortable using us as a resource or providing this as a resource for their pilots and i take that very seriously and that means a lot to me that they would entrust uh pilots with us um i i that doesn't you know that's not lost on me and it's busy and that's you know it's trying to manage all that but i still i remind myself and my team you know we we talk about like hey this is really a pretty wonderful opportunity to be able to make a difference for people um i'm setting more limits on my time which is good i think that's a that's a win for me um so those are some work related things i think on a uh creative level i'm spending a, a good amount um more structured time uh actually being creative my creative uh outlet is writing and is uh making music recording music and i've got a writing partner that i've worked with for t- 25 years um and i i talk to him almost every day uh he's really one of my best friends and we've still after all these years are still are still creating things and um there's some publishing stuff that's coming up with that which is pretty cool like some you know so it's uh, th- those are huge wins for me. I'm still able to read books, uh, every week. 
and apply them to what we're doing, you know, and, and, and then lastly, I think on a work piece, a V1 project is a huge, um, that was a, a vision that I've had for 10 years and I've done some beta testing with it and now it is full launch and I'm watching the community start to create things themselves. Uh, and that is just such a beautiful thing for me. So, and then, you know, family wise, um, I feel very connected to my daughter. I feel very connected to my wife. Uh, there's some things that need work uh, from family, friends type perspective. I need to make more time for friends. Um, cause there's just no time for that. There hasn't been any time for that. I haven't, I haven't made the time I've tried to find the time, which is the ultimate failure. You never find the time. Um, and I think on the uh, financial front, I've made some good investments. They're long-term strategies. If anybody knows me, I don't gamble. I'm not a. I don't sit there with a a, uh, a stock ticker up on a on a computer. My I was talking to my my money guy, who you know, um, he's such a good guy. I've become really good. Wonder friends how you with found him. him. Uh, yeah, thanks to Carl. <laughs> Um, but he's wonderful. And, and he's like, Matt, you're like the best client ever because you don't know what's going on, nor do you care. Um, I'm not calling him every day. Like he said, Hey, I want to put some money into this. And I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't look at, because that's not my job. I, you know, I trust, you've got to find somebody you trust. And, um, I feel really like there's, we're building more security around what we're doing, making some good decisions, long-term strategies. Um, and that, that feels positive. So those are my reflections just off the top of my head. I mean, I haven't really thought about it. What about you? Forget me. No, uh, what about you, man? Uh, um, well, I would say to start off like you did the podcast is, and I think we had, I mentioned previously, I thought if we got to 20, 25, yeah. pod, <laughs> you know, actually episodes out that that would be con considered a success mm -hmm. in a way because it's it does take effort it's making sure that we're able to uh, talk about things that were relevant not only to us but to others and now here we are it's obviously a little over a year but still essentially just over a year and we're what is i think this is episode 60 and it's amazing uh but I think what's more amazing and what I'm more grateful for is not so much what, what we've done, putting it out there, but the response that we've gotten back for it. And now that we actually, it resonates with people and that people go, wow, other people feel what I feel. Other, there's a resource. I have a place. Uh, these are things that I've wanted to talk about or, or, or didn't even know how to talk about. That's that's an amazing feeling to know that what you're putting out there, and you don't know who they are, you don't know what their circumstances are, but you're able to help them in some small way. I'm so grateful for that because I had no expectation because I didn't want to set myself up for going, well, I thought we'd get you know, in touch with X thousand people mm -hmm. or or that we'd get this kind of a response. I expected nothing. Because that way, anything we got would have been amazing, and it's been it's been so much more than that, and uh, and it's and it's growing. We keep getting more and more and more out there, and uh, you know, it, 
it's just it floors me um from a you know i'm grateful for the fact that uh me i'm watching my wife do something that i think she's finally found i think something that really to sink her teeth into with with this medical side of the house and uh, it's challenging watching her go through all the stuff right now but i I'm I'm excited for her because I think she's finally found something going to have something yeah. that she's she and and I'm going to say something that's kind of generic. I think one of the hardest jobs is to be a spouse mm-hmm. and to be a wife in particular. It's a thankless Especially job. Especially you, you man. Get, <laughs> yeah, my God, uh, that's enough. We can have an whole episode just on that. Well, I, yeah, it's it's the pot calling the kettle black, man. <laughs> well, you may be black, but I'm absolute yeah, black. Yeah. I mean, for sure, no doubt. Uh, but uh, it's a thankless job. Yeah. You don't get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes a lot, a lot of spouses, uh, in this case, like I say, wives, they come and they go. I'm in my case, my wife's in her late forties, going. What do I have to show for this, you know, monetarily? What am I putting into the house financially? And for her to sit there and go, you know what? I, this is something I want to do for myself, something I enjoy, and I'm contributing in different ways. I, I'm, you know, she needs to have a fulfilling life, and I'm glad that I'm able to help her do that. Um, my family, they're, I'm watching my kids. They're growing up. My oldest is about ready to go to flight school. That's uh, going to be amazing. Um, it, uh, I'm just blessed. And, and I, and I guess I just try to tell myself, you want to focus on the negative, you'll find it and it can consume you. You want to look and be celebrate all the blessings that you have. And they're there for me every day. Like you say, from the mundane that you take for granted, I'm breathing. I got up. Um, I sometimes make my bed. (laughs) I should make it more often, so to speak. But I'm just uh, grateful in that regards. I look forward to where things are going. Um, I'm grateful for Brie. You know, mm-hmm. be, uh, totally. she's uh, that shameless plug for our premium channel. Yep. She does all the heavy lifting yep. to help us get that that content out to you, yep. whether it's the transcripts or the or the questions, the resources. I'm grateful for her mm-hmm. because it, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah, and you know when you're offering that kind of um uh information and content you need people that you know you can trust and believe in they're dependable they're they're there and i'm grateful for yes. that because you know at, at, you, i'm grateful for like a, a, in general all the people that help us be able to get this out to you mm-hmm. without them we wouldn't be here yep so um i would challenge everybody out there don't focus on the negative you, you can as matt was very correct when he said about the negative but if you focus on that it can consume you mm. look at all the things that like you said professionally in your work life in your uh relationships whether it's personal with your family whether it's with your friends look at the things that that put a smile on your face or you put a smile on their face and the gratitude uh we have so much to be thankful for instead of to be gone oh man it sucks to be me or why me um, that isn't, that's when you, when there's failure or, or frustrations, we can learn from things, but to sit there and beat ourselves up, 
very rarely does anything positive come out of that. It's just a downward spiral and makes you more negative and makes you feel worse. And it ha- it doesn't help the people around you. So that's what I would say is this is, uh, we should always look at um, trying to sit there and uh, put ourselves in the best place possible so we can express the best version of ourselves to ourselves and to those around us. Let me riff on that for a second. I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree and I disagree. I, I agree in that it's important. There's a, a, a very positive net effect of, uh, you know, resourcing yourself so that you can see what is positive. Your disposition to focus on the negative, this is to the listener, it's not your fault. We are biologically wired up to do that. And so we tend to spend 60% of our time on the negative. I mean, this, we just know this, the data on the neuroscience of this, the cognitive neuroscience. We, we do that. And that is going to be, re- I mean, you can train yourself to um, not engage your prefrontal cortex in that way. And that's what, there's a lot of good targeted trainings that we work on to, to, to not, you know, necessarily have that kind of reactive uh, orientation just on reflex. But if you find yourself being negative, that's fine. Now, what matters is what do you do with that? What do you do with it? Do you just let it fester? That's a problem. And that's, I think, what Carl's talking about. If you just sit in that and you don't proactively use that to your advantage, then you're just in an unresourced state and you're going to feel really bad and your anxiety is going to be so through the roof. Uh, and the depression that comes out of that. And, and, you know, I mean, people, you know, we could get into the difference between anxiety and depression, but we don't have to do that today. But what I'm encouraging you to do, if you find yourself in a, I'm doomed kind of scenario, um, ask yourself, what are you so fearful about? What are you actually afraid of? And you know, put it down, write it out. There's something amazing. I mean, I had, uh, this last week, I had a lot of fear running around in my head about a particular thing. Um, and I, you know, I penned it out, holding up my, my, uh, pad of paper here. I mean, I wrote, I just, just wrote, I just was like, bang, 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 bang. Here's my fear. And that one has allowed me to externalize it. It didn't just, it's like popping the relief valve, get some of that out of there, pen, put it out. And then what am I afraid of? What, what do I suppose is, is going to happen? Um, and when you write it out and you recognize that and you don't try to hide it or don't try to just get over it, but you acknowledge it, it allows you to actually be able to come up with some strategies. Well, okay, well, that's unrealistic or that, okay, what would I do if that happens? Well, this is what I'm going to do. Well, what can I get? What can I get out of this? Well, I can get out of this. I can learn from this. What is the opportunity here that this fear is offering me? Because fear is just showing you something that wants to be seen. At some level, there's some intelligence in it. Um, so don't be afraid to tackle your fear in a, in a constructive way, and it, especially on the holidays, it can be very like, oh, you know, I'm watching my lovely spouse she gets a little more stressed about 
wanting things to be a certain, you know, a certain way. I'm kind of like, you know, beers in the fridge, help yourself, you know, whatever, you know, and, and she's like, no, you gotta provide, you gotta serve people and you have to do, and I'm okay. That's cool. You know, but there's a little, there's some, some, some fear in that, you know, um, it's okay. If you, your anxiety is up during the holidays, it's okay. If your anxiety is even up when you're trying to reflect on this, you know, what, what was good this year and what's next year going to be like, um, but use that as an opportunity to learn, not just perseverate in the in the uh, the anxiety around it. Use it as a signal to say, "What can I do differently? How can I pivot? What is something that I need to do to maybe unhook from this fear, so that I can direct my behavior in in a way that is aligned with who I want to be and who's the best version of myself and what are the values I want to express? You know, what's let me try on a, a value that's going to better serve me with where I'm at." So you don't be afraid of it. It's okay if you're fearful. It's okay if you're negative. It's okay if you're really negative. I mean, the holidays can really bring out the negativity in some people. That's the whole story of the Grinch. The, that's the whole story of, uh, you know, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Don't be afraid of that. It's okay. It's a natural human emotion is to be negative. Your thoughts, Carl. You can... You can and I, Carl's a much more positive guy than I am, generally, I think. Uh, ask my yeah. wife. I don't know if she'd say that. <laughs> well, I think you're, um, as a value, though, you tend to try to see the... I, yeah. I've always believed that hope springs eternal, and I want to I believe that the best is just to come. And hope um, is wonderful, I, too. Yes. Hope yeah. is... I, you have to have hope. Hope is a future vision of something that's better than what it is. And I think that's absolutely uh essential it's not the same as like just being optimistic optimism is just saying i think it's gonna be fine um hope is like i envision something more and optimism is whatever but hope is is powerful you know i i don't i don't begrudge anybody what they think believe or or um feel but I, it always, I always struggle when somebody says, well, I don't want to have any children because I don't want to bring them into this world. And I'm going, I want to say, but they're, they are our salvation. They're the ones who are going to help us have that better life and that future because without them, there is none. Um, and that, again, that's me. I'm not trying to tell anybody else how they should feel, or if that's how they feel, then you're, I get it. And I respect that. But I just believe that the best is yet to come, and I just do. Yeah. I tell I tell my children all of the time. I want yesterday to be, yesterday to be jealous of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we. I just want to be better than yesterday and not as good as tomorrow. I, I, you know, whether it is in my outlook and how I um, am as a a man, a husband, and a father, I want to. I just. And I look at myself in the mirror and I go, I, I didn't get where I want to be or what I thought, you know? And, uh, um, but like you said, failure is learning and the key is, do I learn what it is and incrementally reduce the number of failures or the size of the failure, uh, uh, you know, the frustrations or the impatience or the anger, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. I'm a whip work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fail embrace the um, failure. Failure is wonderful. Ask yourself, how did I fail? What I mean, I I do this with my kid every night. How'd you fail today? 
Well, how'd you feel today, Dad? This is how I failed. How did you feel? Well, what do we get to learn from it? What can we do? Let's. It's like you know, write it down and keep a keep a keep a log and come back to it. It'd be like, okay, and, you know, come back to it in a month or six. You know, be like, well, what did I learn from this? That is where, if you think about your own life, the most some of the most significant moments of your life were probably the most painful, the hardest. That is where the that is where you like you you know you the phoenix rose from the ashes or it didn't you know but it all is there to prepare you for for the next phase of your life whether it's tomorrow or a week or a month I always again I kind of use my kids you hear, you, people who have been listening on multiple episodes hear me always say what I tell my kids um, but what I tell them I I said think about the things that were just life ending and earth shattering when you know when you were in middle school now are nothing but then the things that were in high school were earth shattering but now you look at them today and go god i only wish it was like that same thing for us as adults as you get older the things that were just you just overwhelming a, a month or a year or two years ago you now know how to cope with it you know how to deal with it and the and if that similar situation comes up you're better prepared and better able to manage the feelings, the the thoughts, the strategies. I just feel like that everything that we have, it's in the inside of us. It's our our it's our filing cabinet of of experience, knowledge, and memories that we lean on. That when you're as you're growing up, you didn't have. Yeah. We don't pass things on. You know, every child starts at the same spot. There is no passing on of hey. You look at animals; they instinctually know what to do. It's like they're passed on. We don't pass hardly anything on, and so we have to build that library of knowledge and, and experience. And uh, I think that people look back and go, "Well, it's hopeless." No, it's not. Um, it's just deal. With, I, and you've talked about it. Look at being in the moment. Mm. Very rarely is in the moment hopeless. You know, it's when you inject the fear of the future or the experiences of the past that drives you to that, I have no options. I have nothing I can do. I have nowhere to go. But when you're in the moment and you bring yourself to what's going on right now, feeling things, smelling, hearing, what's in that moment, it helps bring you back, calm you down, focus, re-cage the gyros. Um and before I let you go, I wanted to, you've said it twice and I want to come back to it. Writing things down is so important. And I for our listeners, I believe it's on episode 26, and I may be off on the episode. It's on productivity. And one of the things we talked about is a journal. And then for those, uh, obviously, you couldn't see uh, Matt do it, but he held up a productivity journal. He writes things down. And, the, and although those may be uh, tasks, it's also different things that you hope to accomplish that you can look back retroactively and see where you've been because we have a tendency to forget a lot of things as time goes on. The The mind has a way to uh, take the edge off of things yeah. and we might forget the, the the real low lows and the real high highs and realize how far we've come and what we've, what challenges we've overcome and what joys we've had that journal, that productivity if you when you write them down, you can look back and go, "Wow, where look where I was, or look where I came from," and it also helps you go, "Am I on track to being where I want to yes. be?" 
So and the smaller, more use those in, tools yeah, that are out there. insignificant, the better. You know, yep. the small, more insignificant, the better. It's doing a little, a lot. And let me just let me just say something about about if you're feeling hopeless, um, if you're feeling like you're in despair, uh, you need to empower yourself. Despair is about feeling like you have no, you're totally disempowered. That's what despair is. There's no hope. And the way that we can turn that around is by being able to recognize the failure and learn from it. Learn from the failure and my favorite word, responsibility. When you take responsibility, when you step up, you are now empowering yourself. And despair is disempowerment. That's what it is. That's what it is. So when you take responsibility, you are buying power back. Even in a situation that feels hopeless, that feels like there's no power. When you can respond by taking responsibility, you are now putting yourself in a position of control, of greater control. You are regaining control. So don't give up. Hope is, people say hope is a, isn't a good strategy. It's the ultimate strategy. It's the ultimate strategy. And if you read some of these documentaries or these books about people that have, you know, sat out at sea for 200 days or trekked across, you know, mountains and with, with nothing. And the, it was the hope that got them through situations where they said, you shouldn't have lived. There's no way you could have, you, you could have made it. I was reading something with, uh, uh, that Denny Fitch and Al Haynes had written about United 232. And they said, was there ever a time where you thought you weren't going to make the ru the runway? And they said, no, absolutely not. We knew we were going to make that. We were going to, we were going to hit the runway, get it. And they did, they, they got on the runway. Um, and, and if they had, and look, when they put people in the sand, they couldn't recreate it. They couldn't do it. It didn't work. It was, they defied physics in many respects. And it was what, they all attributed what got them through was they didn't give up hope that they were going to make it. They did not give up hope. I had the privilege of meeting him because uh, he was giving um, a speech at United. Mm. What, and, Al or Den we, Denny? Al. Uh, yeah. Al. Yeah, he had already retired. and um, It was amazing. Over a decade later, I think it was 15 years later, just to look the intensity as he was talking about it, the look in his face, and it was just amazing because I was going, the focus just the was just amazing. He willed it. He said, I believed it. I knew it. It was just an amazing thing to watch. Just the words were one thing. It was what he delivered. Yes. It, was just, it truly was. You know, like you said, no one was able to create it. And I don't know if anybody ever has. Mm -mm. It, um, it's amazing. Well, I think we're near the end, if not at the end. What is the one thing you want to share with everybody today? I'm grateful for your time that you give us each week listening to what we have to say. The time time is the most important asset that you have. It, it really is. It is the most. And so to give of your time and to implement any of the stuff that we encourage and for that to move the needle, I'm for just truly grateful that uh that you that you would would do that with your time so i have a lot of um gratitude in my heart for our community and 
Um, I hope that you have a really good holiday. If it's if it's really difficult for you, I hope that you can get through it. If it's not difficult, enjoy it. And I'll look forward to seeing you next, uh, you know, well, we'll see you next week and then we'll see you next year. It's a good holiday. And I echo those. Uh, I also want to say for all of those, if you will click on uh, one of two links inside of each of the episodes, regardless of which service you're using, one of them will take you to a free, uh, very short, very quick news uh, letter that we send out weekly. And the other will take you to our premium uh, content channel. We don't ask for anything. If you love what you hear and and believe in what we do, this is how you could support us. There's additional content. There's additional information and resources out there for for you and for for people that that you love and care about. There's so much information there, and we're adding so much more on a regular basis. Yeah, 2024 is going to be a big year. Yeah. There's, and there's no requirement for uh, a long-term subscrip- subscription. It's a month-to-month. But uh, if you believe in us and you believe in what we're doing, that's a great way to to take care of that and, and help us along. Finally, uh, we have one more uh, new group starting up cohort for our V1 project in, in January. We have a few uh, spots still open. If you're interested, please go to the website, the V1 project.com and v1 is the number one uh not uh the letters o-n-e so the v1 project.com if you want to have more information find out what it's all about and and to sign up we thank you we hope that next week you have the merriest of christmases and we look forward to seeing you then until then have a great week Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to the Lift Effect Podcast.podbean. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect Podcast.